your comfort is not my responsibility. Um, and to really be okay with that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Black Female Project podcast. In this series, we stopped into Detroit, Michigan, and joined an astounding group of Black women at the Net Impact Conference. We hosted a breakout session featuring an intimate conversation about staying motivated, overcoming isolation, and creating pathways for others. I feel like this series takes us below the surface of what it truly takes to thrive. So let's listen in because I cannot wait to learn about what was most captivating for you. Black Female Project. We just had this joke the other day, a friend of mine, and we were talking about our paychecks. She said, oh, well, they're not your, it's not your paycheck. It's a community check at this point. Mm. And <laughs> and so it reminds me when Stacey Abrams ran for governor in Georgia and she talked about, okay, so she's got this great law degree and, but she's also got aging parents and mm-hmm. she's got, you know, lots of school debt and she's got um, family members and didn't, you know, doesn't have her own birthed children. But this, so that means her check is now community check. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I wanted to sort of land this part in as well to say, like, part of the reason you don't get to fail is community check. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, like now it ain't just, you know, just yeah. your dollar. It's, it, it is the and the little bit of money that it is, because one, there's already we already acknowledge that there is a um, wage gap, mm-hmm. uh, income Pay gap and, and everything, big discrepancy inside. Mm-hmm. So I have to do more with less, right? I talk about, you know, racial wealth gap, whatever. But in my family, there might be three people, three or four of us that that do a little bit better. And then there is a whole gang of people that are, that at any moment in time, just sort of fall, can fall off the deep end of whatever it is through just living life, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I parked my car here and now I got $700 worth of parking tickets and now I can't go to work and therefore I am fired. And so then Mm -hmm. you got to rally up and get the $700 and it's $700 for everybody. You know, it's it's this, 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 this. And so I wanted to just say that what I'm bringing into work is also different stuff. You know, like I'm also bringing in um, a whole community of, you know, an immediate community of family, a lot of other things. And so some of the some of the negotiations that I make about what I'm willing to put up with and not put up with and what I can sit inside of is also inside of this frame of I have that many other people mm-hmm. that require what it is that I'm doing in mm-hmm. order for them to live. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that when I have conversations with other counterparts in the impact investing space that they have the same mm-hmm. thing going on. <laughs> but, but even, but I think it's, it's, when you were first saying that, I was thinking also that you carry the burden or the, it doesn't always have to be negative, yeah. but the burden of if you fail or you don't do that anymore, so many people are counting on you to succeed, not just because of the financial part, because of the role model. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. So like when I left my company, mm-hmm. that was the only black it's woman VP that's mm. now gone. Right. You know, I've sold 14,000 people. Right. Wow. Who's not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's the, a lot of people. And, and yes, it's a, it, you don't realize mm-hmm. that everybody's kind of looking to you to, you know, you probably don't always hold up your end of what you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. But just being there, you represent yeah. something. So true. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so right. 
I would like to hear your response to that question because I am encouraged and inspired by your generation. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you all have figured some shit out that my generation hasn't when it comes to really being bold and courageous. Mm -hmm. um, I see it and I'm like, damn, where did they get that from? I'm curious about how you are navigating that, like early in your career so far, showing up and like, hey, I'm just, I'm Desiree, this is me. I'm gonna riff and then I'm also gonna ask you to repeat the question. Okay. Oh my like, riff. Well, I hope I can um, remember which one One thing I was thinking of yeah. is the isolation experience at work was not having the, the lunch money, right? Because mm -hmm. like corporate, I know people go to the golf course, you know. Nonprofit is who got the money to go to lunch, right? <laughs> right. So um, when you don't have the money to participate in like yes. a cocktail hour, yeah. going, let's go to lunch real quick, da, da, da. people, they put you off to the side. Um, and then when I was in my, when it comes to relationships at the workplace, I've always found like ways to have, you know, that colleague, like I like checking in on people. Like I like to care about the real person. All that was running, and then I got isolated. I got put on like administrative leave, but in like a really like effed up mm. administrative leave where I was still expected to do all of the work, but not physically. I cannot physically show up to any of the spaces in the public. I couldn't show up to the office, but I'm coordinating like resources, a whole like academy for young people and not being able to fully disclose, like, I can only disclose in my spiritual way to tell people, like, hey, I need you to step mm. up at this point because there's some things going on and I don't necessarily know where it's going, but I just need you to serve, mm -hmm. like, the way that you would serve if I was there with those youth um, because I can't have this group of uncontacted, like, mm. system-engaging young people just feel like I just abandoned them. To be able to translate that, like, only through email, basically, to tell the community, like, hey... Something happened, it's not over, <laughs> and um, I'm still here, and I'm still here in real life. If you want to engage with me as a real person outside of that role, you're more than welcome. But I'm not about to come searching for much other than, like, what I need to do. I got really depressed for about three weeks. I laid in bed, crying every other day. I'm telling my husband, like, we're going to be homeless. I just don't want to be homeless again. Because I've, like, dealt with that on multiple occasions. And him being like, we're not going to be homeless. Like, that's not going to happen. Mm. Okay. So after a couple of weeks, all I could do was, like, trust my tea. That's all I could mm. do at that point. And I started going ham. And I was, like, selling every other weekend. Um, so I was working my unemployment, <laughs> like, stretching it as far as I could. Still maintaining the daily bills because that didn't stop. Um, I know I can't really call on my family. Like, I'm the person... People yes. call, being a young person, but being the one that tries to have it together, it's like, I can't, you know. Um, so I just had to trust into or lean into the tea, lean into going into like Optimum Business Boot Camp mm -hmm. to better <laughs> understand like, okay, I have this thing. What exactly am I supposed to do again? Because my first enterprise was about resources and I infused that enterprise into what I had designed for other people. So I knew that worked. But doing a product was like, what? So many upfront costs. There's so mm -hmm. many upfront costs that I cannot afford. So I've learned to uh, navigate my credit card situation too. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> learning not to crap out has been like the biggest thing like for people in my generation. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm going to have to, at a certain point, take risks that I don't feel prepared for in any capacity. And I also know like 
either I'm going big or I'm going back wherever mm-hmm. I came from because I don't have a chance at this point to play small and um, mm. continuing to do like community. I have a mechanism of getting like local grants for like startups, and individuals, grassroots stuff. And the last one I did was like a writing workshop for women. I did two. I did a writing workshop for women. And I did a passport to freedom program for young men. So with the young women, a lot of the poetry that was coming to me was like playing small has never been like my strong suit. It's just never worked out for me. And so if I want to be a self-defined person, I have to put my, my raincoat back on and go back out there and trudge, but figure out where do I want to be trudging? Like, where, where do I want to align myself to? Because it's not the struggle bus. I don't want to be on the struggle bus. Um, but it's also, when I was in Uptma, we were reading this thing, and somebody was like, I'm a pure capitalist. And I was like, ugh. You know, because, you know, from school, you're like, ah, they're, they're so terrible. They're tearing up the world. And so Lisa Hammond was like, so are you saying that you don't like money? Like, because uh, if you're trying to be in business, like, it's about generating money. I'm like, that is true. Is that Lisa Hammond in there? Yes, it is. I know her. Lisa Hammond was one of my, one of my mentors from Mills, oh, too. Oh, from Mills. Yes. But She's up a really good too. friend of mine. Oh, really? Hi, yeah. guys. <laughs> We're going to wrap up. Okay. Your final oh. My final cause was the question. I don't remember. So, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. my final thought on that is, um, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, kind of try to keep the humor and also just knowing, like, spirit didn't get me this far for mm. no reason. Um, yeah. There has never been a time where Black female voices have been more sought out, lifted up, amplified, and heard. With a library of audio interviews and blog posts, Black Female Project is a pioneer in creating a platform where firsthand accounts of unique but all too familiar stories are told by women of diverse personal and professional backgrounds. Those stories not only serve as confirmation for audience members that have also endured racism and bias, but as guidance for young Black women entering the workforce. Because of Black Female Project, these women find resources, respect, and representation. All right. So, of course, the conversation could go on and on, but it will not right now because <laughs> we want to have space. The three minutes you'll have left to come and approach them. I, of course, had a couple things I wanted to ask. So choose whichever one you want. One is... You mentioned about full humanity, and then you mentioned a little about a system came up somewhere. So, like, there's the internal work. There's the fact that there are systemic structures in place for some people to really move fast and for some people to just have a bunch of obstacles. And so what that full humanity looks like when it's respected at work, what does that look like for people who may not know they're not seeing someone's full humanity? Like, how, how could you be affirmed? What would that have looked like? That's one. Or... What would you say to your 25-year-old self today? Mm. And what would you say to your younger self? Okay. okay. <laughs> younger self. <laughs> yeah. To my, I, you know, I, wrote, I wish I had brought it. I wrote a letter to my younger self mm. like a couple of months ago. I was at like a retreat and mm. then they mailed it back to me and I actually put it in my pocket while I was getting ready to come here and then I was reading it on the plane. Mm. I was like all weepy and everything. I'm like... Um, so my 25-year-old self, 
I really, I really had no idea how much time it would take. I think I mm. just, I think I thought you snap and you could get everything done and like the world was going to change. And if like I got this degree and then I had a plan and I'm going to get married and have this, this and that. And like, please <laughs> give yourself a break. Mm. I would tell my 25 year old self like, chill. This is life's work. And you got to approach it like this is your life's body of anything worth doing well is worth putting the time into it. So give it the time to really get matured and nurtured and lovely and, you know, and all of those things. And so um, I would just say like, yeah, and, and that there was really all the things that I thought were wrong were never wrong steps. Mm-hmm. They just set me up and moved me in the position closer to where I because I Keep your eye on the bigger picture. Keep, you know, I would say to my 25-year-old self, like, remember what it is that you love and keep falling in love with it. Mm-hmm. I'll take that question either, I think, as well. I think that is an easier question to mm-hmm. answer. Um, I would tell my 25-year-old self to practice being fearless, mm-hmm. to honor your instinct and your voice, and do what you know is right, despite um, the challenges that you know you will embrace. Um, stop trying to please other people. You gotta do what you gotta do for you. Um, and it's okay if, it's okay to make other people uncomfortable. That's not, your, your comfort is not my responsibility. Um, and to really be okay with that. And, and really take the take the risk and have the faith that everything will be okay. You will figure it out, and that what is destined for me is mine. That's right. mm. And to, to be good with that. I can't answer the question about what does it look like mm-hmm. because I don't know if I've fully experienced it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would take a lot of thinking. But um, I guess I would t- tell my 25-year-old self to value the network that you're building. Mm. You have a lot more tools to build networks than 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 we did. Mm. And value value that network. That's where you're going to get your strength, yeah. right? And and don't wait until you're you feel like you've got it all figured out and you've got what you need to step back and help somebody else. Yes. Start helping them now. Yeah. Right? Help them in a meeting. Yeah. Help them Ooh. help them in the in the navigation of something that that you can you can pull the seat up to the table for them because you're you happen to have gotten there first no. right help them now because that'll come back to you yes. and and so that's what I would encourage you to do I think sometimes we wait when we feel like we've got it all figured out mm-hmm. yeah so. I think the systems and embodiment part is I'm not a crackerjack I am not a fortune cookie. I'm not just this thing that you can come and extract mm-hmm. information out of me and then use it and think yes. it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it comes from a deep wisdom mm-hmm. um, and knowing and a lot of data that I end up interpreting. So that is like with the system to recognize, like I'm a human being mm-hmm. that has to use processes to understand what I'm doing. So like respect that. That is what you're waiting for. And then on the younger self side, <laughs> I would tell myself, you made a great decision to not um, end your life. That mm-hmm. was like the best decision I could have made. And that my future is counting on me. Mm-hmm. Like not the future of other people, like my mm-hmm. future. And I want to see myself into old age. And so what I do to survive on the day to day 
won't necessarily get me to where I want to be when I get older, like a level of comfort I, I want to be at. So just to know I create my work mm-hmm. and my work will be there. As long as I'm being creative, I will always be able to create the work. Desiree, what do you want to say to your 50-year-old self? Ooh, girl. <laughs> you deserve this, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, nothing left to say. Thank you. And uh, Black Female Project has been hosting these conversations for about five years now. And we are releasing an impact report that has a professional roadmap in it with some of the things that you've heard. That'll be next year. You can find that all on the website. Um, we have a podcast with interviews of women. Um, there are some resources there. So if you're looking for resources, you're looking for insight, you're looking for ways to um, be feel compassion and become compassionate, those opportunities are there. Of course, thank you all for participating and bringing yourselves to this table today. And to all of you for honoring this format and process, we appreciate you. Thank Thank you. We invite you to learn more about the women in this episode, Black Female Project, and ways to support the project by going to www.blackfemaleproject.org. Black Female Project.